What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. So today, I will be brought by Aiken Rage in just one second. And today will be a mixed conversation. We're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to be talking about tennis. Honestly, everything's going on in the world right now. If you guys follow tennis, Naomi Osaka just won the Australian Open. And tonight, it's going to be the men's final. So we're really excited for that. So yeah, today's going to be a big conversation. And before we begin and before I let Aiken Rage in... Wherever you guys are listening from, if it's on Spotify, if it's on YouTube, if it's on Instagram, here on the live, thank you guys so much because it means so much to me. And I think it's so much made so up to Aiken Rage. We've had about almost uh, over a thousand views on Spotify. And that's immense. So let's let Aiken Rage in quick enough. And I think Aiken has the request to join. And he has. So we're waiting for Aiken Rage to join. It's gonna be a nice, long, and fun conversation. Hey, Gamrage. Hey, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, like I was telling everybody before today, it's been two weeks since we've talked, but um, actually longer than that since we've talked because I, I had a special guest the last time, and that was very successful. Yeah. So, yeah, today um, I guess it's more of a mixed conversation because it's, it's gonna be basketball, tennis, everything's going on in the world right now. So. In my opinion, I feel like basketball is going to be a, a probably more specific, a deeper conversation. So I think let's start. Let's start tennis first. Okay. We'll, we'll end basketball, so it's like you know more interesting. So you probably know that actually a few hours, probably like six hours ago, Naomi Osaka won the Aussie Open in her win against Jessica Brady in the final. So I guess what what did you think? Like, did you think she was going to win at the beginning? Did you expect Brady to make the final or anything? Well, I definitely didn't expect Brady to make the final. I'll say yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, Brady. because yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because Jennifer Brady, like I was looking at her, I guess her draw, her road to the final before the match started, and she, like, she didn't play anybody outside the top twenty-five, um, inside the top twenty-five, excuse me, because everybody that she played knocked out somebody good. Like, um, she played Jessica Pagula in the quarters. She knocked out Svitolina. She played Carolina Mukova in the semis. She knocked out Ash Blardy. So, yeah, like, there's a lot going on. And obviously, Je- Jessica Brady and Osaka played in the semis of the U.S. Open, actually, last year. And Osaka won in three tight sets. I actually watched the match. So I thought this match was going to be close. It actually was close, cons- considering the fact that it was 6-4, 6-3. But I think the score, it- it's much closer than that. And the score says? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I thought I thought either us, uh, Osaka or Barty was going to win this tournament. Yeah, were- I totally agree with you. Yeah, it, it really sucked when they did the five-day um, quarantine for the fans. And I think that when Barty lost, they, a lot of people had different opinions about that loss. Because I don't know if you know, but Barty was up 6-1 to love. And then Karana Mukova called a medical timeout. And so... I think she, she, so. At the end of the match, Carolina Mukova won. Yeah. And everyone was saying it was because of this medical timeout. Because what happened was she explained at the end of the match, I felt dizzy, I was spinning, and it was kind of weird because usually you feel like you don't really feel good in your head when you're losing to somebody, and it's like yeah. so everybody, a lot of people were arguing about that, and then she actually she didn't just have like a medical a doctor come and just look at her. They had to take her inside the actual stadium where it was nice and cool. But then Ash Barty was in like the like hot sun, like just waiting. 
But again, like I guess you can't argue with the rules because it's a medical timeout. But a lot of people don't want it to happen. Even report, famous reporters, like after the match, people were saying, "Oh, like that's that you cannot do that." Yeah, I think in my rules, a medical timeout should be like three minutes long. Like you have to be on the court, I, unless it's like really bad conditions, and you have to just do it. But mm-hmm. I, again, so yeah. So yeah, Asaka actually did pretty well in the tournament too. I was she won, but um, she beat a lot of good players along the way. She beat Serena in the semis. There's a little bit of drama with Serena there because she because I don't I think it's kind of unfair for her. I feel bad for her if I was in her shoes because many people were asking her, "Oh, is this your last Australian Open of your career? Oh, is this your last match? How do you feel about it?" And then she was just so upset. Like three minutes into her press conference, she just walked out of the room in tears. Yeah, I mean, I watched some of her match versus Osaka, and she was getting really frustrated. She was missing a lot, and you could see how frustrated she was getting from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt that she didn't play the best that she could play versus Osaka. Yeah, so because Serena, she had an excellent tournament. She played all her matches perfectly, and Osaka just came out and just did really well, right? Because Osaka, she, like, I, we were, me and my dad and my parents, we were watching the replay earlier this morning. And my dad said her, she serves like the men serve, like like mm-hmm. like I guess in the same attitude and the same like aggression. And I totally agree with that. I think her serve is a big asset, and she's really aggressive. Like she's, I think she's always motivated. Like I've never really seen her like be like so frustrated where she's like, oh, I have to break a, a string or like scream really loud or something. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, most of the time she's pretty. I mean, there's been a few times where she's gotten pretty mad, but overall she's usually pretty calm and. She really wasn't that way in her match versus Osaka. Like, she was clearly frustrated. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I guess the woman, yeah, I guess in terms of all the women, there there were a lot of upsets, I can definitely tell you that. But I think before we go into the upsets, because there were upsets on both sides of men and women, we should talk about who's, who thinks who thinks going to win the final tonight, if it's Djokovic or Medvedev. Oh, I think Djokovic is going to win the final. Mm. And how many sets do you think he's going to win? Uh, three or four. It's going to be pretty easy. Really? I want Medvedev to win, and it'd be nice, but, I mean, it's Djokovic, and he's never he's never lost. I don't think he's ever lost an Australian Open final. Um, He's won eight, so I think the odds are pretty in his favor. I guess you're right. He definitely is the favorite to win the tournament, but in my opinion, I think Medvedev's going to win three or four sets. Even, really? the, but even, not even because I want him to win, because... I was, I'm looking at his matches, like all his past matches. He's only dropped two sets in the whole tournament, and, and that was one match where he has to play a five-set match. He's, like, destroyed all his opponents. He, he destroyed Sitzpass, who, destroyed, who like, barely beaten at all. He destroyed Andre Rublev. He destroyed everybody in the tournament. And I feel like Medvedev, like he, he, and Medvedev has beaten Djokovic on hard court multiple times, I, I'm pretty sure. And he beat, he beat Djokovic in the, in the Nido HB finals just, like, a month or two ago. Like, I think that Medvedev has all the momentum. Like, I don't think he should be nervous about this match. If like, you lose, you lose, you win, you win. I think he has a like, humongous... I think it's like a 70-30 chance about winning, in my opinion. I think I think Djokovic can pull through. I mean, he's played some... He's had a pretty good draw, too. I mean, he beat, beat Raonic, he beat Zverev. Then he beat, of course, the surprise, Karatsev. And now he's playing Medvedev. I mean, he's had a pretty strong draw to play against, too. And he's done fine. He's only gone to four sets really against all these people. No. no. <laughs> he went to five against Taylor Fritz, but he also got injured during that. 
So that was slightly yeah. different. I totally agree with you because I think Medvedev had a one-day break against Joe. Like, but that I guess I don't. I, I don't think that matters. I feel like for people, I, and if I was to be a player in the Australian Open, I think that one day of rest would be good because you have to like make your body just feel better considering the conditions going there as well. But yeah, Djokovic, like he's he's only had like two matches where he's won in straight sets. Like he played. Three, he he had a three-set cruise in the first round. He had four sets against Tiafo, and he two of the sets were tie breaks. The third round, he had a really good five-setter. In the fourth round, Djokovic had a four-setter against Raonic. In the quarters, he had a four-setter, which is a long four-setter against Zverev. In the quarters, that was the quarters, and then the semis, he had a straight sets. But yeah, I, I agree with you about the fact that like maybe I guess because he was struggling with with injuries as well. I guess it depends on how both men will come out and play. So yeah. I'm, I'm planning to wake up really early to watch it, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna bet against Djokovic though. I mean, it's just like you can't, you can't. I I, I guess you're right, but you know. <laughs> I think I think it'll be like last year where Djokovic beat Team. It'll be like that. No, oh, yeah. I don't want that to happen, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess we cleared that up for the predictions. I think I honestly thought that I was you were going to say that. And same with me. I technically agree with you. I feel like it depends on how both people come out tomorrow. I feel like it depends on who starts the match out well, because if it was to be a five setter, I feel like it would be someone wins the first two, somebody comes back, and then it's a fifth set. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it's gonna be. It's definitely. Gonna be, I I hope it's a good match. I hope it's not like a blowout on either side. Oh yeah, I hate I hate blowouts in the finals. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Yeah, and then yeah. So that's like the men predictions, and then there were like like I was saying before, there were so many upsets in the tournament. Like Tits the Past just beat Nadal like a few a couple of days ago. Dimitrov defe- defeated Team, Pagula defeated Svitolina, Mukova defeated Barty, Fushevich defeated Vavrenka, Cannon lost in the second round. Like, it's, there's so many upsets. Like, and when I'm looking at it, it's a lot of young people, to be honest with you. Like, Sitsipas is, is relatively young. Dimitrov, maybe he's not like, young, young, but he's at a good age. Pegula and Mukova are both young. Fushevich is younger. He's like 26, I think. Kanepi, I think Kanepi is like, um, I think she's played for a while, but yeah, I feel like the problem with the, I feel like I don't know honestly because I feel like first Sophia Kennan, I feel like she gets under pressure because I keep watching the matches where she keeps getting out in like the second round. I feel like she just makes errors that she shouldn't make. I think she's like under too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so on the men's, I was definitely surprised by some of the ups- like Nadal. Nadal, he was up two sets to love. Exactly. Yeah. And then City Pass wins, th- wins three in a row, and I think I saw statistics somewhere. Nadal is like two hundred and thirty something, and one when he's up two sets to love. So he basically never loses when he's up two sets to love, and City Pass beat him. So basically, City Pass did something that only. Oh, only one other person did, right? I think Farnini in 2015 beat Nadal after Nadal was up two sets on yeah. him. And Boss was the second ever person to do that, which is just crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And then, yeah, because, like, I guess last year, 
knowing Setsupas, Setsupas was a guy who he didn't have the best mental game. I'll just say that. I won't go into the deeper stuff there. But yeah, like he even said in his interview that he controlled his temper very well. So yeah. Yeah, so that was one. Of, and then another upset um, that we, I mean, there were a few. I'll just start. So, right. Team lost to Dimitrov in the fourth round. Dimitrov beat him in straight sets, which I thought was pretty surprising, considering that team made it to the Australian Open final last year. Exactly, yeah. And he won the U.S. Open, yeah. Yeah. And then also, of course, Karatsev, who made his debut this tournament as a qualifier, made it all the way to the semis. That's just insane. That's like a one-of-one. Like, it's the best debut Grand Slam run ever. Like, it's it's. it's like imagine you're eight. Well, he's not eighteen. I don't think he is. But you're you're a qualifier. You're not even the first seed in qualifiers. You have to qualify all the way to the first round, and then you somehow get all the way to the semifinals, beating so many good players along the way. Like he beat Felix Oje Aliassime. He beat Dimitrov. Honestly, like the match against Djokovic, he had, But the funny thing is, he dropped. He got like nine games out of Djokovic pretty impressive yeah i mean you you basically played two tournaments you had to play the qualifying tournament and then you had to play the australian open right after yeah all the way to the semifinals. like, like the whole yeah like to win the aussie open you have to win like seven matches i think the qualifying was like three or four matches so that's like 11 matches or 10 matches that he played and it's his first grand slam he's not like experienced it's yeah like... i know he hasn't even experienced like the first round which is crazy but then, but then, um, I think that what they should do for the Aussie Open or any actually any tournament, they should do like like remember in the like it's a it's like in, in the NBA, not like a playing game, but like a third place match. Like in all the tournaments that I play, they do third place matches. They they should do that in the Aussie Open. Like what like this year it would have been Karatsu versus like, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the. Oh, and versus Tsipras. Tsipras, yeah. And like, and Karatsev, I think he was like like one hundred something in the world. He's easily going to be top thirty or something. Yeah. He's one fourteen in the world right now. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna go up like seventy ranking spots. It's pretty crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and the funny thing is that like they're they're guys, and he's already ranked decently high. That's the that's the funny part. He's ranked pretty high already yeah oh um if you want to talk about the upsets on the women's side honestly i wasn't like i wasn't super surprised that because on compared to the if you compare the men's and women's tour on the women's tour like the the playing field is a lot more level right you have almost a new grandson winner every single slam on the we know the big three almost every time on the women's you get you get a new winner pretty much a new winner first time winner like big yeah, there's no like big player. Like, yeah, I feel like every year there's like one one woman who, they, it, it is pretty known, but you don't expect them to even go far in the tournament. Like this year, Jen Brady, you didn't expect her to go to all the way to the final. Like last year, and, and the U.S. Open as ranked, you didn't expect her to go all the way to the final. Like in twenty, I think it was eighteen. Like Ash Barty, you didn't expect her to win the French Open. And Hoi announced the pink. Like, he didn't expect her to win. Like I feel like in the women, like anything's possible. And yeah, I think, like, in, in, I think in the men's draw, once Djokovic and Nadal like retire or something like that, or they get you know 
they don't do as well. I think like that's when like it's gonna like the big three is gonna be something like team Medvedev and like six pass or something like that. But then again, like you cannot like you not they're not like the big three because anybody can beat them. Like you just saw Dimitra beat team Medvedev is still in the tournament. And then there's like, and then there's Rublev too, who's like young. He's like number seven. I think he's going up in the rankings, maybe. I think, but I'm not completely sure about that. But yeah, it's kind of crazy to see how everyone's progressing at this time, especially during the virus. Like, you know. Yeah, like if I if I look at like the past three years of Grand Slam winners, right? So we have of course Osaka, but then outside of that, like you had Ash Barty win one, Bianca Andreescu win one. Sophia Kennan win one, uh, Simona Halep win one, and then Iga Swiatek, she also won one. Like, it's all, it's different people. Meanwhile, on the men's, right, consistently you'll have Djokovic, Nadal, and, and I then think, maybe, maybe then somebody. Right? And the team won one, of course. But yeah. it's, I feel the team I kind of like you, though, because of the Djokovic incident. But, <laughs> but again, you never know. But again, I feel like in the future, in like the next 10 years or so, I think Asaka is gonna be like really like she's gonna keep she's she's, she's gonna be really consistent on hardcore. Mm-hmm. I don't think clay is her thing, and grass I don't think is her thing either. I think like the U, I think she's gonna win a lot of U.S. Opens and Australian Opens in her in her career because she's she's twenty three. She's she's already she's she's already won two of each. It's crazy. Yeah, she's twenty three and she hasn't she hasn't even lost in a final. Exactly, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think. I think she's gonna min- win a minimum of like fifteen. That's my prediction. Minimum. I totally agree with you. Yeah, because I was I was telling my parents like, hey, Serena's gonna win. She's she's gonna win more than Serena's gonna win. And then they're like, well, check how many tournaments Serena won when she was twenty three. And I said, oh, she won six. And she's like, oh yeah. Neither of you think it now. But again, like it's Serena, right? Like when you go back, like there she was winning consistently. Here, anything is possible. But again, that may reverse my point that I'm trying to say. But Serena's going to retire now. So Serena's not probably not, well, not now. Okay, that's a little bit too bad. But in like an, in probably a year or two. And then there's going to be Asaka who's going to be leading everybody there. There's going to be like other guys who are there, like Kenan, Barty, all these others. So I think Asaka's going to take control of the WTA tour after Serena. But I'm not sure. Again, like what we were just talking about. It's, it's controversial. You don't know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, the big three on the men's side also, um, Roger Federer, he's supposed to come back in March. Trial. Yeah, in, in Doha. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be that's gonna be great. Yeah. Back. Hopefully he, he wins Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah, I want him to get one more slam right before. I don't care if it's Wimbledon or the French Open, just one. Yeah, after 2019 Wimbledon, that was <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I just I the funny thing is I know Nadal's gonna pass better because he's, he's gonna win every French Open. Imagine when Nadal retires, who's gonna win the French Opens then? Oh, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was really good for tennis. Yeah, a lot yeah. of good things to talk about. And then yeah, like I guess the next Grand Slam is the French Open, which is in late May. And then there are a lot of like terms in between, and then the um, the Labor Cup. Do you do you know the Labor Cup? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's in Boston this year. Which yeah, is really cool. I love Labor Cup. It's so good. It's so much fun. Yeah, 
Well, Boston's probably closer to you guys than us, but I'm not sure. I think it's the same distance. No, Boston's closer to us because it's... Oh, yeah, because, because it's north and I'm south. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Now I have to drive like 13 hours. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go there. I might, but probably not because of COVID. But anyways, yeah. So now it's the most important part of it, the podcast today. Basketball. Okay. So a lot of things have happened in the past two weeks since we've talked in terms of who's been doing better, who's being worse, matchups that happened the all-star game that has been officially announced as coming back in Atlanta on March 7th. So I think first, before we go into the all-star part of it and who we think should have made it, who should, who didn't make it, like, there's one game in particular that happened last night, actually. It was Lakers versus Nets, your favorite teams. And the Nets beat the Lakers. But yeah, again, I mean... Yeah. Like, the game wasn't that. even. The game wasn't super good, honestly. Like it was. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was KD, KD was out. AD was out. Yeah, the Lakers didn't have Schroeder and AD, and the Nets, of course, didn't have KD. Yeah. And it was. It was. It, this final score was eleven. They lost. The Lakers lost by eleven. But yeah. It was more. It was. It was not close the whole game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I guess, I don't know. I don't know if you know, like how long AD's out. For what I think is, did he tears? Did he tears Achilles? No, no, no. He just has like a calf problem or something. Oh. I, I forget the exact. But he's out for a month. He's only expected to come back on, uh, after the All Star break. So, oh, so the Lakers not... are playing yeah. a lot of games without him. Okay. That's, well, I guess I wrote a question that like who else? Who do you think has to step up for the Lakers to stay at that like top rating? Um, for me, I think the people have to step up are. Honestly, first LeBron, I think like LeBron, he obviously like he's great and stuff, but I think he's even push it a little more if he wants to keep the Lakers at the top. And then also Kyle Kuzma, who has to kind of fill the role of AD, right? Yeah, like Kyle Kuzma, Marcus Ole, uh, Montrezl Harrell, yeah, and Taylor Horn Tucker. Yeah, basically the whole team because yeah. <laughs> he's, he's that's a top ten player. Like nobody wants to lose AD. Yeah. Of course. And then, like, for the last two weeks, there's been so many um, teams who have been doing so good. Like, the Jazz, like, the Jazz are just surprising me. I don't get it. I don't get how they're winning everything. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty crazy. Like, I, they just, they're just really good. Like, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert is really good. Yeah. Jordan Jazz Clarkson yeah. is going to be their sixth man of the year. He's playing really well. I mean, yeah. they're just great. The Jazz lost their first game, like, yesterday, but it doesn't matter. They're 24-6. and six. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, in their past, like, in their past 20 games, they're 18-2, and two, which is insane. Wait, 18-2? and two? Yeah, 18-2. and two. They started 4-4. Four and four. Oh, my God. More than 18-2, actually. So, it was, there was 14 and, uh, 4 and 4, excuse me. That means twenty and two. That's twenty and two. Yeah. Twenty and two. Crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. They're they're thirteen and two on the home, eleven and four on the road. They haven't played a single OT game in, in their season yet. Oh my god. And then the greatest team of all time, we have to talk about them. The Pistons, right? So <laughs> Blake Griffin is getting traded too. 
Yeah, he's officially sitting out. He's he's sitting out until he gets traded. Yeah, he. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been good this season either because he's just gotten old. He's kind of lost his athleticism. I don't think he's dunked in a basketball game in over a year. I think that was a statistic. Yeah, which is really sad because considering how good he was, like on in the Clippers days, you know, he was the guy that you'd see. Yeah, you know, just and then, running and jumping off the court. Yeah, and then right above them, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Andre Drummond is is getting traded too. His top pick is the Raptors. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, so yeah, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, they're both gonna get traded yeah. somewhere. We'll see what happens. And then speaking of the Raptors, the Raptors are actually on a three-game winning streak. <laughs> they're actually the sixth, the sixth seed currently, sixth place, and they're fifteen and fifteen. That's actually not that bad. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. They won. Their, they destroyed Milwaukee both times. They beat the Timberwolves. Oh, that's impressive. They beat the Nets. Yeah, I guess the first seed is the Sixers, twenty and ten, like twenty and ten. Compared to twenty four and six, that's, a, that's actually relatively close. It's like four game difference, I guess. Yeah, the West is the West is still way stronger. Like, oh yeah, the the if the Sixers were in the West, they would be the fourth seed right now. Yeah, I know. And like the the Raptors, they would be the ninth seed. So yeah, like if you compare, I think. Um, Okay, so yeah, if you compare the worst team in the East to the worst team in the West, the Pistons are actually better than the, than the Timberwolves. But um, yeah, if you com- if you compare like let's let's just compare like the sixth seed in the West to the sixth seed in the East, the sixth seed in the West is currently the Spurs with sixteen and eleven. The sixth seed in the East, oh, okay, no, never mind. That's actually pretty close. There was like one seed that was like really far away from each other, like the thirteen. Yeah, okay. The third seed, so the third seed in the East is thirteen in the West. So the thirteen, the third seed in the West are the Clippers. They're twenty-two and nine. The, the third seed in the West in the East is wait, I just said third. The third seed in the West are the Clippers, twenty-two and nine. The third seed in the East are the Bucks. They're seventeen and thirteen. So it's actually pretty far. It's like five game difference. Yeah, and oh, speaking of the Bucks, I mean, they have. They lost four in a row. Then they finally beat the Thunder yesterday. But it's not honestly, they they're kind of disappointing this year so far. I thought they would get the number one seed again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm looking. Actually, the Raptors have the longest streak for most losses on the road—a four-game lose streak on the road. Hey, oh no, that's second most. Oh no, no, third most. The Pistons have a seven-game losing streak. The Cats have a nine-game <laughs> But yeah, um, so um, I guess I think I asked this question to you last time. But what team do you think like has like I guess what three teams in each conference have the biggest chance of winning the title? And it's been a couple. It is yeah. honestly, it hasn't really changed much since last time, right? I think in the in the in the Eastern, I mean, in the Western Conference, it's still the Clippers and Lakers, as always, and the Jazz have just shown that they're even better. So it's still those three. Okay. And in the East, I would say it's probably, it's still the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers. I mean, nothing's really changed. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> For me, the, yeah, the West. 
So for me, the West, I totally, I think it's Lakers, Clippers, and yeah, probably Jazz. And then for the East, I think it's to make the final to win the title. Um, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Raptors. The Raptors. Raptors not gonna win. I think they have potential. Okay. I th- I I wouldn't put them over the Sixers. The Sixers and B. No, I'm not, I'm not upset. No, they're third place out of those three teams. So wait, who are your three teams for the East? Sixer. Oh wait. Oh dang it. Yeah. See. Um, four teams are Sixers. <laughs> 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 no, it's the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers one. Yeah, I would say okay, but is it that order? So Nets number one, Bucks number two, Sixers number two. I want to say Sixers number two. Yeah, honestly, I agree with that because the Bucks they haven't been good this regular season, and they're oh they almost they, in the past two years they've always played worse in the postseason. So I think that the dip that they'll take this year is going to be even worse. Meanwhile, what if, what if what if they suck in the season and they, and they do well in the playoffs? Well, you know. Anything ha- anything can happen. Anything can happen. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I, I actually make the finals. I think, I think in both conferences, like, anything can happen. No matter who it is. If it's the Raptors, if it's the Bucks, if it's the Sixers, if it's the Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Nets, whatever. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so imagine the playoffs started right now with, like, these seeds, right? Oh, dang it. Which matchup? Would you say would be like? Why would you put the Bucks against the Raptors? You're so mean. <laughs> Which matchup would you think like would have the biggest upset? As a All right. First, I need to read the standings to get my brain in there. So, Sixers, Hornets, Nets, Knicks, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, and then the West is Utah versus Golden State. Lakers versus Denver, Clippers versus Spurs, Trailblazers versus Suns. Ooh, that's kind of hard. I'm gonna say Suns beat the Blazers. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Like, there's like a thirty percent chance the Warriors can beat the Jazz. Probably in the playoffs. Probably not though. But you know. <laughs> and then Raptors sweep the Bucks. No, yeah, I'm kidding. I think the Raptors. I'll be like one hundred percent honest with you. No lies, no jokes. I think Raptors can beat the Bucks in the playoffs. They've beaten them all every single time this year. Like, yeah, I could I could see it happening. Yeah, the funny thing is the Lakers won the championship last season. The Raptors haven't lost to the Lakers since two thousand fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, like Bucks Raptors. I think Raptors have a good chance. Nets versus Knicks, I don't know. I think it depends on if KD, Kyrie, and Harden are all healthy. And then Sixers, Hornets, yeah, I think they're just going to blow them out. Celtics, Pacers, I think that would be pretty interesting. But again, they don't have Victor Oladipo like they had him last season, so maybe not. Like In the West, Utah versus Golden State, maybe a couple six games for Utah. Lakers, Nuggets will actually be pretty, pretty cool. I think Lakers and Six, probably. And yeah. then... Clippers versus Spurs. I think Clippers are, are going to beat them. Probably Nick five or six, and then Trevor, I think Suns are going to beat the Trailblazers in six games. Yeah, I I think because Chris Paul in the playoffs is really good. Yeah, but I mean, then again, you know, Damian Lillard is on the Blazers, but but I think that matchup is probably the closest to an upset: the Suns versus the Blazers. 
Yeah, I agree with you. So then, yeah, I guess the teams that would not have made the playoffs were the Rockets, Thunder, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Kings, Mavericks, Grizzlies. Oh, but they have the playing game. Oh. Yeah, but I don't think the Mavericks could beat the Warriors or the Grizzlies. I think they could beat the both of them, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it happened. And then for the East, then it would be a Heat, Chicago Hornets. Oh no, then Heat would just make it. <laughs> when yeah, the Heat yeah, could win. He would make it. Um. So yeah, I guess now we move on to the thing that's actually like most most recent, like literally yesterday or the day before, the All Star Game. Like they just announced all the players for the All Star Game. I guess for this, I think did, they, did they do every single player or just the starters? No, they just did the starters. So right, the starters for the. Um, for the East, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Kevin Durant is the captain. And then for the West, LeBron James is the captain, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic. What do you think? So, West, I totally agree. I'm, that's that's what I voted for. For the East, I agree with four of them. Four? Four of the five. I agree with I agree with KD, Giannis, Kyrie, and Joel. I think Harden should have taken Bradley's BS block. Really? Okay. But again, I'm I'm kind of thinking about it because I'm thinking James Harden's definitely going to be a bench player. I think, but I guess Bradley Beal has like averaged so many points per game. He's helped the Wizards so much. So I think I honestly think that maybe it's right. I think Team LeBron is going to destroy everybody. <laughs> because even though they have a KD, Giannis, like LeBron and Steph and Kawhi and Luka Doncic, oh my, that's going to be crazy. Like imagine the four of them on one team. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, they still have to draft, so I think KD will draft some players on the West. But no, it's only, it's only, I think it's only East players. No, I think they they have a draft this year, I think. So this, oh yes, because the starters are from each conference, but yeah. the bench player. When is the draft? I I don't know. I think it's after. I think it's after the bench is announced. And I Harden did not start it over Beal because Beal averaged. He's leading the league in scoring 32, 33 points per game. He's doing it efficiently, and even though the Wizards are terrible, Beal has been great. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think that Beal... It's not that Beal's a better player than Harden, but, like, for his team, Beal's more important, I would say. Yeah, and then the coaches are Doc Rivers, the coach team Durant, and Quinn Snyder, the coach team LeBron. I agree with that, because both teams are done well. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, and then there's no dunk contest or skills challenge. Oh, no, there is. So it's, uh, I'm sorry, I just saw the picture here. Okay, so, oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, so this is going to be fun. So the coverage on Sunday begins at 5 p.m. Skills challenge, three-point contest, 8 p.m., it's the all-star game. At halftime, it's the dunk contest. 
That's going to be so much fun in one night, everything happening. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And then for the All-Star Game format, right, it's the same format as last year. Oh, man. I don't want that format. Whoever scores the most at each quarter, you can win quarters. And then the fourth quarter, you play to a final target score. And 24 points plus your total from the first three quarters. So it's going to be really good because last year's was insane. Oh, I was so upset. That wasn't a foul by Larry. It was so obvious that it was a foul on AD. Anthony Davis pushed Larry. Uh, we'll see, Vice Drafterson. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just checking like, the roster. I'm just really think. I'm just, I'm kind of confused because they're showing the starters and everything. When, but I don't know when the bench is being um, happening. Mm. No, they haven't announced the bench yet, but they'll probably do it soon because it's March seventh, which is only three weeks away or two weeks away. But if they were to, if they were. Honestly, if they if there were if there was no draft and they, and they just put west to west, east to at uh, east, you have to admit the west is just going to destroy the east easily because the west has way more top ten players than the east. Fred and Vliet got selected to be a bench player if he does it. I think mm-hmm. so. Fred and Vliet, yeah, I think so. No way! No way! <laughs> I don't think they selected all stars yet. Let's see. For the for the bench, but we'll I'm see watching, what happens. I'm watching an article by Bleacher Report. There's this uh, the, one of the writers predicted like the um, the guys for the bench. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. But I'll read it to you. So for the Eastern Conference reserve predictions, so it's going to be Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden, Chicago Bulls Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine. Yep. Boston Celtics forward Jason Tatum. Yep. Boston Celtics guard Jalen Brown. Yeah. Miami Heat center Bam Adebayo. Of course. Milwaukee Bucks forward Chris Middleton. They didn't include Jimmy Butler in there, which is kind of... Well, I think it's because he missed a lot of time, right? He was out for two weeks, more than two weeks, for just because of COVID. I mean, it's not his fault, but still. He just missed... So then for the West, it's... Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard. I think he should have started. Wait, wait, wait. I think he should have started. No, no. Wait, wait. One second. Let me just pull up his stats. I just want to pull it up. I just want to pull it up. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'll prove it. I'll prove it. So, look. He deserves a... The only reason... What seed are the Mavericks and what seed are the Trailblazers? Yeah, but but Damian Lillard has like CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic to help him out there. Luka Doncic has nobody to help him out there. Kristaps Porzingis. He's done nothing. <laughs> well, also also the thing is, if you didn't know, CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic have been injured. I'm <laughs> starting that up. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, they. That's why Damian Lillard should be also. He's averaging tw- thirty points per game. 45% from the field, 38% from three. How is CJ McCall averaging 27 points per game? Because he's been injured. Yeah, okay. he just got injured. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm stupid. No, he's been hanging no. out for yeah. a month. Yeah, five days ago, he got out of his walking boot. His left foot will be reevaluated. 
on Tuesday. So it just got re- reevaluated. Yusuf Nurkid, yeah, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, they fine, fine, fine. Lillard, they're yeah. averaging twenty nine point eight points per game. Who? Him and Lillard. Except thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I write it up. I'm gonna take Luka Doncic. He averages thirty points per game too. Nine rebounds, nine and a half assists. Eight and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. Actually. Yep, it's eight point six actually. Okay, well you gotta round it up. No, yeah, okay, but he's averaging 29 points. Because That's Damian... one point less. I know, I know, I know, but Damian Lillard is still doing better. What a Well, listen, it's not, it's not their fault. It's like, people who voted, people voted for him. Yeah, I think the fan vote is dumb, you know? You know, I, I, voted, think... I voted for Doncic. I'm the honor of the honor. Yeah, I, did, I voted for Doncic too, because... So, Don... why, so why are you arguing that he <laughs> Because I was wrong. My vote was wrong. I realized my vote was wrong. Oh, my God. Porzingis is averaging 20 and a half, 8.2, 1 point. How many games is Porzingis playing? This season, you mean? Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He's played, only played 17, so he's also been injured. That's terrible. <laughs> no, but um, what, I, what I say is... Because in the fan vote, Alex Caruso and Clay Thompson got more votes than De'Aaron Fox. Okay, that should not be happening because Clay Thompson hasn't even played this year. How can he Alex, get? Alex De'Aaron... Caruso averages five point a whopping five point four points. And and De'Aaron Fox averages twenty two, but Alex Caruso well, got that's more. That's not bad. What? De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, he she he, he, he could be. Oh, I think okay. I'm, I thought you were saying that. Wait, let's see how many. Wait, that's what I said. Uh, okay, let's see. Coy Thompson averages a whopping zero point zero point per game. <laughs> what? What's like his point averages for the? He his whole his court career, he averages twenty points per game in the season and post. That's not bad. And then, yeah, I guess, yeah. I agree. I. Uh, so should they get rid of But maybe they did that because they already have Steph Curry and Damian would be, would be back up for Steph Curry. That's true. They should get rid of the fan vote or no? No. I think they should. Take it. Who, would, who would vote then? The players, the coaches, the media, anybody but the fans. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't say the actual Western Conference reserves yet. We just talked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You can get back to it. So, Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, Utah Jazz guard Donovan Mitchell, Clippers forward Paul George. Yeah. New Orleans Pelicans forward Zion Williamson. Yeah. Utah center Rudy Gobert. Mhm. And the Phoenix Suns backcourt Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Wait. Did they put Donovan Mitchell in there? No, that's not the official. That's a, that's just a prediction for. Boucher. I know, but if I know, I know it's just predictions. But I would have Donovan Mitchell. Easily. Yeah, they, they put they put him in. Okay, good, good. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think that's pretty accurate. Do you think? Yeah, I think this. Um, I mean, there's not really maybe, maybe a Spurs player. No, Demar Derozan. Maybe no. 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 I don't know. 
Steph Curry, Steph Curry is literally Steph Curry definitely should be a starter, even though his record's bad. Because he's not playing bad. No, his record, his team record is only sixteen and fourteen. I don't care about his team record. That's better than the Raptors. <laughs> I know. He's okay. averaging thirty points per game. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. So I think. Oh, oh. Speaking of Steph. Joel Embiid is number one MVP. Steph Curry number two. LeBron number three. What do you think about that? Embiid's number one. Yeah, for MVP. Embiid just dropped fifty points in seventeen. No, I, I, I'm not arguing. I'm just wondering. I, thought, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, Embiid is number one easily. Oh well, wait. The the Warriors are in town today at, at five p.m. Oh, I, sh- I should have gone to the game. Dang it. They're playing the Hornets at five o'clock. Oh, dang, dang it! Wait, <laughs> yeah. I can still buy tickets last minute. I get it. But yeah. do you, who do you think the top three MVP candidates are for you? Wait, was that yours or just the official MVP ladder? Those are mine. The official MVP ladder has LeBron at number one, but I don't think he's number one. Uh, um, hmm. Number one is... Um, number one is Clay Thompson. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess because there's there's so many guys doing good. I think Joel Embiid is definitely top top, top three in there. Um, I'm gonna say he's gonna be top three somewhere. I don't know exactly where yet. Maybe maybe Curry because he's just doing so good, like personally. Embiid and Curry are definitely top two. I think I'm gonna say Curry number two. I'm just thinking of a better player than Joel Embiid. I can't find one. <laughs> I don't guys you gotta find I'm, I'm, I can't find one. Yeah, probably Embiid number one. And then number three is hmm, maybe like LeBron. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people have Jokic over LeBron, but LeBron I mean <laughs> he's the Nuggets. What what's he what's he the Nuggets? They're the, they're the seventh seed. <laughs> I thought Jamal Murray was going to be like, good. Well, he did. He dropped 50 yesterday. When he's... He, I, so I, I, I had a funny story. So actually, I think it was like a week and a half ago. So I turned on my TV to go watch something. I don't remember what it was. I was on ESPN Plus. And then I see Canada versus New Zealand, right? So as you know, the best player of all time, Anthony Bennett, is on Canada. <laughs> so there are 16 seconds left. The game is tied. I turn it on as soon as it happens because I, I, I just turn it on randomly. There was nothing to watch. And then Anthony Manette just scores a game winner. <laughs> With a second left, and I just started laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, really? Like, he just scored a game winner there, and I, and I just turned it on. Good friend. Top 20 worst NBA players in NBA history. <laughs> Brian Scalabrine. Yeah, Not I'm gonna see if I find out anybody like really good. Yeah, but it, I guess the, the I think the Ultra game is gonna be really fun this year. Wait, Anthony, but that's fifteenth worst. That's not true. That's a oh, this is Bleacher Report. Oh, okay, I don't know. But um, yeah, I guess the Ultra game. I think the Ultra game is gonna be really interesting this year. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. I if it because last year was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, last year was a great all like. It was so competitive. It was literally a two-point game, and yeah, Anthony. I don't think I don't think 
They should make a rule where you can't win on free throws, because... He missed the first one. I was watching the game with you. And, yeah. and, and we're like, oh my god, he missed the free throw! I was screaming, and then he just made the second one. Yeah, I think I think there should be a rule like you have to win on a buzzer beater. Not a buzzer beater, but a game winner. Like a shot. It says Manu Bull is the fourth worst player in NBA history. No. This is, well, number one is Javaris Cretenton. I don't even know who that is. He's like a really bad player, so let's see who he played for. He was born on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I think what you should be looking at is the biggest busts in NBA history. He's a convicted murderer. <laughs> what? Okay. okay. I just steer away from that. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the worst player in NBA history. He's a convicted murderer. That's not good. That's by that. But yeah. Um, yeah, the seat, I think the season's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's been great so far. I mean, I'm really excited for the playoffs. Yeah, I think every team has done at least some reasonable amount of good, except for like, the Pistons. <laughs> and then the Timberwolves. <laughs> they would beat the Raptors, but the Raptors are just good. So. And the Cavs, too. The Cavs have I'm surprised the Occam didn't get selected. Not for starter, just overall. Well, what's what are his stats this year? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, players. Oh wait, is this the All Star game? Oh no, this is just all. He's averaging twenty points per game. That's good. Yeah, I guess. No, but I'm saying I got a reserve. Excuse me. Okay, but who would he go over in the Eastern Conference? Who would he go over? You mean? Yeah, because he has to replace someone else. He can't just be at a spot. Mm, I'm gonna go back to that website that I. That I don't think better than anybody else on the Eastern Conference. Okay, here's the website for Bleacher Report that they put. Um, where are we? And this is East. There's Harden, Levine, Tatum, Sabonis, Adebayo, Brown, and Middleton. I think we replaced Middleton. Um, no. <laughs> no. Let's see. Let's Middle, see. Either Middleton or Levine. Why is Levine an all-star? Actually, no, no, no. Maybe he should replace Middleton. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because he's averaging... Well, Middleton, it's still possible. It's still possible. So. He could. He could. Because Middleton's averaging less points. But, I mean, Siakam is the first option. But Siakam has to lead the team. Middleton doesn't. So. No, maybe. but I guess. I think it's only, like, the top ten guys who got voted. Like, I think. I think. I think maybe. Maybe. Actually, maybe he could replace Middleton. Because. Because. I think you should have from every playoff team, in my opinion, there should be one like the the number one option of almost every playoff team should be there, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like that should be the minimum. And then you can just add other people along with it. Yeah. And since the Raptors are his top six seed, I mean you need someone from them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the season is honestly, I use this word so much controversial because anybody can do good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I didn't expect the Hornets to make the playoffs. That was that was one of the major things. Well, they haven't made the playoffs. But, I mean, they're the eighth seed. If they make the playoffs. And the Nets. I mean, not the Nets. The Knicks. The Knicks. 
the Knicks also. I did not expect them. <laughs> he's, he's the Nets. I'm like, oh, the Nets. Yeah, I didn't expect the big three to make the playoffs. <laughs> the Knicks. Yeah, I agree. I think Julius Randle. Yeah, Julius Randle, I think, is a bench player for the All-Star game. Oh, he's another player. Do you think he should make it? I mean, he's been really good, honestly. 22 oh, yeah, points for per sure. game. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, look at Randle. I'll check. Julius. He averages 23, 11, and 5 and a half. That's actually really good. That's really good, actually. Honestly, yeah. he's shooting 40% from three, which is great. And he's he's been efficient. The Knicks are in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's just there's so many players. Like, yeah, there's too many players. Right, know. You know, this year, as you said, there's so many players that are doing so good. Yeah. Like, there's gonna, there's obviously going to be, like, let's see. Zach Levine, you go over Zach Levine? No. Yeah. yeah. Zach Levine's averaging 28 points per game, 51% from the field, 40% from three. 42% from three, five and five. I mean, he's been great too, even if the Bulls aren't that good. Who's the best player in the league that's named Daniel? Oh, Daniel Tyson. No. Daniel Tyson? <laughs> what about Akamish? Me. I'm the best NBA There's player. There's nobody in the league named Akamish. I'm the best NBA player named Akamish. Who's the best player named LeBron? Kevin Durant? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron Holman James. LeBron, Ramon, James. Is that his last name? Uh, I think so. Is that his middle name? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was his last name. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, was actually really good. Yeah, that was was fun. And actually, if we do one in two weeks or whatever, that'll be when the All-Star game is. So we can talk about the result. That's probably going to be our next episode. We're going to talk about all like whatever, all the stuff that went down during the All Star game. Yeah, is it? No, it's in two weeks. Yeah, next week I, I'm not doing. We're not doing the podcast, but yeah, probably in two three weeks we'll we'll come back. Yeah, if we if we do it in two weeks, we can talk about the All Star game. That's going to be good. Yeah, but again, it's on Sunday night. I think right. Is it Sunday or Saturday? When is March seventh? Oh yeah, it is. It's a Sunday, so we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll do it in three weeks, but we'll probably do another one in two weeks. But anyways, yeah. All right. Thank you, Akamish. All right. See you, Daniel. See you. Have a good day. Yeah, you too.